read verses 1 through 11. We'll read verse 1 through 4. But I want to preach to you under this title today, Steps to Freedom. Steps to Freedom. From Bondage to a Breakthrough. From Bondage to a Breakthrough. In Acts chapter 12, we have uh, the story of Peter. He's put away in prison. Verse 1 says this, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread, this is Passover, so when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. So this is Peter's situation. He's arrested, he's handed over to four squads of soldiers, and a squad is, consists of four soldiers. And so he's given over to 16 soldiers to be kept, and Herod intends to bring Peter to the people after Passover has concluded. We can be sure that the purpose of this is not to honor Peter. It's not to give him some medal or some award for his community service or anything like that. Uh, we can already see that there is a pattern with Herod. He beheaded John the Baptist. He crucified Jesus Christ. He killed James with the sword, as this scripture says. So Peter is under threat of death. He is being kept by these four squads of soldiers, sleeping between two, sol two soldiers every night, as we'll read on. He's in cha chains. He's bound in prison. And the question comes to mind, do you think Peter was aware that he was in prison? You think he was aware of what was going on? Of course he was. He is as imprisoned as you can possibly be. So imagine it, Peter is arrested, thinks maybe, okay, I can get out of this. Then he's handed over to 16 soldiers, and Herod says, keep this guy safe for me. I'll be back to get him later. And Peter probably feels a little bit less hope at that moment that he's going to be free. You know, one or two guards, he could overpower, maybe, and escape in a desperate attempt. But 16, there's no way. And there he is, taken into the prison, and clang, the iron gate behind him slams shut. Then there's the rattle of the chains as they are placed on his hands. It's a very distinct sound, clanging of chains. With every level of additional security placed around and on him, Peter becomes more and more aware of just how bound he is. He is in an inescapable situation. Peter is aware of his prison. You know, and that's how life is sometimes. Our prisons in life, we wake up one day and we start to realize as we slide further and further down toward a hopelessness that we are imprisoned. We become aware of decisions that we've made that put us deeper into bondage. We become aware of things that we've allowed to exist in our life that bind us and take us further from the purpose of God and the will of God. It could be any number of things. It could be addiction in your life, alcohol, drug addiction, 
Maybe you've been through a program a time or two, but you just can't seem to escape. It may be sin, sins that we repeatedly commit, sexual sin, lying, deceiving, thieving, abusing, extorting others to benefit our own selves, sins that we continually, mistakenly commit. could be the bondage of the shame of it all. For some, it may be the prison of their own mind and their own emotions. Depression waits around the corner in life, and you never know when it's going to appear. But some point in life, we awake to find walls, a cell door, a guard that keeps us in the prison, a prison that we've created or that life has handed to us. Most people just accept the prison. Say things like, well, this is how life is. This is how life has been. This is how life is going to be. But I want to say today, Jesus Christ came to deliver you from your prison. Peter had probably just accepted his situation with every extra layer of security. It's easy to just accept that I'm going to be imprisoned. I'm This is my future. I'm going to wait here until Herod calls for me. And when he does, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'll probably be dead. But we know from reading the story that God is going to intervene. Verse 5 says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Thank God for people who pray for us. Somebody in your life is praying for you. Verse 6, when Herod was about to bring him out. So notice, there, there's been a season here. It's, it started before Passover. It started before the days of unleavened bread that Peter is put into prison, and there he is waiting. And you know with every passing day that there's a lot less hope. And here it is, the day, the time. Herod is about to bring him out that night. Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Notice, he didn't think what was happening was real. Just having a dream. I'm worn out. I'm imprisoned. Tired. This is just a vision. When they were past the first and second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Notice what he said, An angel of the Lord, an angel of the Lord appeared. We could view this as a type of Christ working in our lives. 
The angel of the Lord, he's a deliverer. He's dispatched from God to bring Peter out of prison. So we could say indeed this was a type of Christ working in our lives because Jesus Christ came to give us freedom and deliverance. Not eventually, not someday, but right now in our lives. Today, today. But notice what this angel does. He instructs Peter. He says, arise quickly. And as he arises, the chains fall off. He says, gird yourself. That means put on your belt. Gird yourself. Put on your belt. Tie on your sandals. Put on your garment. Prepare to leave this place. And then he says, follow me. And past the first and second guard posts they walk, and the iron gate leading from the prison to the city opens of its own accord. But only when Peter is standing in the street does he fully comprehend what has happened. He says, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me. He was unaware in the moment. He wasn't clear on what was happening in his life. He wasn't sure of what God was doing in that time. Even though he'd been awoke, he recognizes that he's still in prison and he follows the directions of the angel of the Lord, he is completely unaware of what God is doing in that moment. You see, I believe sometimes that's how it is. God is working in our life, working on our behalf, and we're fully unaware of what God is doing. We may try to figure out what's happening. We try to control even what's happening. But God is doing something. And it's only when you get outside of the prison that you're standing free in the street and you look back, you realize God was at work in that moment. God was doing something in my life. There was a miracle happening. I was being delivered. Something was breaking in the spirit that whole time that I've been waiting you know you know when you're left standing on the street as a free man in that moment you know God has delivered you I believe that's true in our lives I believe there's going to be a day when we will stand on streets of gold And all of a sudden there's going to be an awareness in us that we don't realize even what all God has done in our lives. We look around and we see streets paved with gold. We see mansions built by the hand of Christ. We see all of these things and we realize just exactly what we were brought out of. Deliverer appears. You really don't know. Chains are falling off. You don't know how this is going to end. There's still some cell doors. There's still some guards. You've got to get past. Tying on your belt and sandals, you you don't fully understand or know what's going to happen. Passing that first and second guard, you can't comprehend what God is doing. The iron gate swinging under its own power, a miraculous thing, open to freedom. Still unaware what God is truly doing in your life. When you get on the street, now I know. Now I know. I just had a revelation. And now I know. But notice in this miraculous deliverance of Peter, there are things that Peter has to do for himself. God gets all of the credit God is the one who opens the prison cell. God is the one who gets him into the street. God is the deliverer, the angel of the Lord, delivering him from 
his guards, his captors, and from the prison. But there are some things that God expects that we can do for ourselves. He'll wake you from your imprisoned slumber. He'll make you realize, man, I've been living my life foolishly. I have been in sin. I have been in bondage. I can be free of this. He'll wake you up from that and he'll stir you. He'll knock off the chains that bind you. He'll open the prison doors. He'll keep the guard's hands off of you and the enemy away from you as you walk free and toward your freedom. Notice what Peter has to do. He has to arise quickly. He has to prepare to leave. I believe that's true in our own lives. When we're awoken and we become aware of our situation, we can only do certain things. We have to move quickly and we have to prepare to leave and follow God. Colossians 3, 8 through 10 tells us, but now you yourselves are to put off all these. God didn't say, I'm going to take this from you. He said, you put it off. Anger, Wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. And all of these times that it says put on, take off the old man, that's past tense. Put on the new man, that's past tense. It's talking about something that has happened in the past. Verse 10, have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. What is Paul writing about? He's writing about a new birth experience. Repentance. Baptism in Jesus' name. Receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Being made a new creature. But notice what he says. He says, you put off. You take off. You remove the things in your life that are binding you and holding you down. You see, Jesus Christ has already paid the price. He's already made the way. He's made freedom available. But the question is, who will leave the prison? Ephesians 4 and 20 and 24 goes on. It says, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. He says you, you put off. You see what we do is we sit back and we take our life as it is and the bondages we deal with, the sins we struggle with, the addictions that we have, all of the things that people have told us, this is what you are, this is who you are, and the enemy has convinced us it will never change, and we sit in our prison cell the whole time. The chains are on the floor, the guards are asleep, no one's paying attention, the door is ready to swing open under its own power, but you keep sitting there because you're convinced that God has not given you the authority when if you've experienced a new birth you have authority to walk in freedom and if you're in bondage right now you can simply experience a new birth repent of your sins be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ seek him for the promise that he has given you be filled with the holy spirit and you can walk free but we allow the enemy to convince us otherwise 
the Lord has paid in full the price for your freedom with the death, burial, and resurrection. Everything that has you bound, say my bondage. The thing that has you bound that you wish you could be free of, Jesus Christ paid it in full. It's covered. You're free. Walk in freedom. He provided a way out of the bondage of sin. He provided a way out of addiction. He provided a way out. What will you do? Will you get yourself up? Will you repent? Will you put to death the old person? Will you prepare to leave? Will you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? Will you bury the old person who is dead that you repented and put to death in repentance? Will you wash away the stain of those sins? Will you prepare to leave? Will you walk in new life? Will you live in freedom? He will fill you with the Holy Spirit speaking in other tongues, being made a new creature by the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And you can walk and live in freedom and rise above. Romans 12 and 2 tells us, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now here's the thing, you're not doing that under your own power. You're doing that under the power of God that has been put in you. Think about that for a moment. Think about Peter in prison. God could have just zapped him to the outside of the prison. That would have been just as miraculous. God could have done it any form, any way that he wanted to. God could have teleported him. If you read on in the story, he goes to the house where they're praying for him. God could have taken him and boom, put him right in the middle of that house and everybody be amazed and say, how'd you get here? How'd you just show up all of a sudden? But he didn't. Peter had to walk out of the prison that God had opened in his life on his own legs. Why? Because God is working in us and with us. He's not just doing it and then just letting you. We're not helpless babies. He's saying, you get up, you get prepared, you walk. I'll make the way. You just keep walking. And you look at every story in the Bible it's exactly how God operates. And that's true of salvation today. It's true of deliverance today. Abraham had to follow God out of Ur. God didn't just pick him up and put him down in a promised land. Abraham had to follow him. And Abraham had to put some things aside. He had to sever relationships with his family. He had to cut ties with his nephew Lot. Abraham had to follow. Israel had to walk out of Egypt. Think about that. God did all of these miraculous things to deliver them, but they still had to pack their bags, get their house together, and walk out of Egypt and cross a sea and journey through a wilderness. When God said, I want you to be my people, Moses and the people had to build the Lord a tabernacle for a home. Now, God is fully capable. He could have just said, boom, this is the tabernacle I'm going to live in. But he didn't do that. He said, you get together everything. 
If you want me to inhabit you as my people, you put together all of the things and I will come. Peter had to walk out of prison. So God has made a way. God has made a way for you to be delivered in your life from whatever it is, sin, bondage, depression, anything that there is in your life. God has made a way. You can walk out of the prison in your life. James 4, 7 through 10 gives us a key to successfully serving God and resisting the devil. It says, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. You've got to submit to God. Resist the devil, and the devil will flee from you. Verse 8 says, draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. He will lift you up. You see, I love our country. One of the things that we have, we say, is the pursuit of happiness, right? And we do everything that we can to pursue happiness and to pursue joy. But in all of our pursuit, the one thing we miss and we forget is it's God who lifts, not us. And if we lean on Him, submitting to God, and we draw near to Him, and that's really where I feel like we should be at as people right now. We should be drawing closer to God. And as we draw closer to him, he draws closer to us and starts to do the things in our lives. But he's not going to wash our hands for us. That's not a coronavirus joke, even though I just realized that could should have planned it. He says, purify your hearts. He puts some things back on us so we're not completely helpless in our relationship with God. We're empowered by God. So here are the steps to walking in freedom. I'm going to be ending pretty soon. First thing is recognize your prison. What is your prison? Is it sin that's unresolved? Is it addiction that you've never dealt with? Is it the way you're treating someone else? Is it their, your home life and your family, the things that are going on behind closed doors? Recognize your prison. Because you can't do anything about the prison you don't recognize. Peter had to be fully aware that he was in prison. Second thing is prepare to leave. God has already made a way. I showed you a type of the angel coming and appearing to Peter. But Jesus Christ paid the price on the cross. Prepare to leave. Do what you need to do to get ready to leave your prison. Maybe that means repenting of it. Maybe that means getting baptized if you haven't been baptized. But you prepare to leave prison. I was listening to a book the other day and one of the interesting things that they threw out there was that things that are written down, they were talking about goals. Goals that are written down have a higher chance of being accomplished. 
because when you write it down, you feel like you've committed to it. It quits being a goal and it becomes a commitment. And I started thinking about things in, our, in, in relationship to God. If there's areas you want freedom in your life, you want deliverance from, why don't you write that down? When you're praying, write it down in your Bible. Say, God, I want to be delivered from this. God, I will lay this down. God, I will have healing in this area. Prepare to leave. Once you've prepared, you've got your belt on, you've got your garment on, you've got your sandals on, you're ready to go. And you follow to freedom. You keep walking with him. You say, I don't, I don't know how long this journey is going to take. The Israelites didn't know how long the wilderness would be. Peter wasn't even fully aware of the journey he was making from the inside to the outside. He just knows he got outside the prison. And now I know, now I know that the Lord has delivered. If you'll stand with me. I felt so strongly today to preach a message to someone for deliverance. They've been bound, they've been fighting. They're asking, Lord, what do I do about this situation in my life? God is speaking to you today. God is speaking to you today. And I want us to take a moment and just pray. Give the Lord an opportunity to confirm his word. Lord, you see every person in this room. You see where we're at in our relationship with you. God, the things that have us held captive. God, we're on our way from a bondage to a breakthrough. But Lord, we can only do it if you intervene. Peter needed you to open up the prison cell, and you've, you've shown yourself faithful to deliver. So God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ, God, that person that is hearing this message, Lord, that you would deliver them, that you would bring deliverance in their life. Let your spirit wrap them up right now. God, confirm this word, Lord, that if they will act and they will take steps, that you will bring deliverance in their life. God, if they will repent, you will forgive. If they will get baptized, you will wash them clean. You will deliver them. God, I pray it in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, you give us the strength and boldness, Lord, to realize just the authority that you've put in our lives, to put off the old man and to live as the new man. In the name of Jesus Christ, give you glory and honor. Amen. Amen. Why don't you take a moment and pray and seek the Lord. Let him speak to you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. 
break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. Jesus. 